Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. Today, we're going to be talking about identity. We're going to be talking about some of the ways that we think about ourselves and the things that we say about ourselves um, and some beliefs that we have and whether or not those things are serving us at the highest level or maybe if we want to find a different way of talking about ourselves or thinking about ourselves. Um, I bet you know what I think the answer to that is. (laughs) But before we dive into that, I just want to uh, make sure, because I feel like it is my duty to make sure that if I ever have anything that's happening in the world that you could be benefiting from or coming to, um, that I want you to know about it. So when this episode comes out into the world, it'll be September 6th. Now, I know a lot of you listen to the show, like relatively, you know, soon after the, ep- the a new episode comes out, usually sometimes the same day we come out on Wednesdays or um, sometime within that week. And therefore, I always feel like I'm, I can catch you uh, in an oppor- you know, in an opportune moment to make sure that if you haven't registered for something yet, that you that you can. So, number one, coming up next week, we have our first exciting training of the fall. I'm actually really excited about this. And I'm going to tell you that my idea for what we're doing in September actually started a little while ago when I was, you know, coming up with an episode about how you can make money whenever you want. I really do feel like there's something about making money that, 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 that gets, I don't know, it gets really blown up as if it's this like impossible, hard, thing, right? And I think that for many of you that like the how to make money, you know, is always the thing that feels like elusive or like, or like it's, you know, you don't know how. And even though I do think that there are, there's lots of important business foundation strategies and things that we need in our business this is why I have the Passionate and Prosperous Academy and why it's one year because I've offered so many programs that are that are that were shorter and really over the years realized, okay, I have proof that people need somewhere to be, right? And that's why we have it for a year. But I also do know that that there are certain things that if you don't just fucking do them, you're never gonna make any money. 
And so I'm very excited. If you haven't already signed up, if you're hearing this for the first time, coming up in September, uh, we are doing the 10K in 10 weeks four-day accelerator. And what that means is that we're going to be together from September 11th to September 14th for an hour each day on Zoom. And as you may know, or maybe you don't know, and you'll find out, I always give out great workbooks and handouts and things. But this is the 10K in 10 weeks four-day accelerator, which means over those four days, I am going to teach you what you should go out and do for 10 weeks in order to make $10,000 in your business. Um, Can't make any guarantees or promises, but it's what I did. And if you have listened to the show and you've heard any references that I've ever made to the thing that I always say kind of like catapulted my coaching business or really accelerated it was when I was in a 10K in 10 weeks challenge that my coaching school was offering. And not only did I make the 10K in 10 weeks, but I won the whole challenge. And afterwards, all anyone ever asked me was, you know, how did I do it? And then what was really funny was recently someone sent me a message asking me, did I miss it? Did you ever do an episode on how to make 10K in 10 weeks? And I really thought about it. And I was like, well, I knew I hadn't made an actual episode. And I was like, what would I say in one episode? You know, I was like, I really, I really thought about if I did do that, like how to make 10K in 10 weeks, like what would, how could I do that in an hour? And I really thought about it. And I decided that I really didn't feel like I could. And so instead of making a podcast episode on it, I decided to make it our September kind of, you know, community training. My trainings are free. They're unbelievably high value. I guarantee you uh, transformation and action taking that you wouldn't be taking if you weren't in the training. Um, and our goal for the fall is for you to make $10,000. And, and, and in the title, I say to make your first or next, right? Because maybe just by being in this container and hearing my, you know, my teaching, my strategy, my philosophy, maybe you'll make $10,000 in four weeks. You know, maybe you'll make $10,000 wherever you are in your business faster than you would have if you didn't join us. So all you have to do is go to my website, www.stacybrassrussell.com, and the uh, registrations are, are there, you know, on the events page. Um, it's easy to find. You can also find it all over social media, but you know, you can always message me, whatever there's, there should be no obstacle to you finding and signing up for the things that we have. And then final thing I'll say, um, before we get into your identity is, um, passion and prosperous live, right? Happening October 27th and 28th, right here in New York city and also virtual. Now, obviously I really want you to come to the 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 in person. I I I feel that in person events are the are catalysts for the most like transformation. And I don't mean that you are not perfect the way you are. I'm not saying you've got to come be transformed. But I mean is the up leveling, the the community, um, what it does for the heart and soul. Um, what it does to your nervous system, your energy body. I can't tell you, I can't emphasize how incredible it is to be at an in-person retreat, at an in-person conference, at an in-person event. And I believe in it so much. I believe in outcomes and results that we get from going to live events because I go to live events all the time. I spend thousands of dollars a year 
to attend events with my coach or other things that I hear about, or now my coach invited me to one with her coach in November, and it's going to cost me, it'll probably end up costing me like $3,000. I bought my plane ticket, going to Austin, Texas. But because the the value of live events is in, it, it, I can't, it's not even easy to put into words. So I'm actually investing so much money to put on the live event in New York because of how much I believe in, in it. So I do want you to come in person um, to New York, but if you absolutely can't, you know, I'll see you on Zoom. But either way, buy your ticket to that too, okay? I create things because I literally want to, first of all, help you and help you to like, I want you to have everything that you want. And then secondly, um, I create these things uh, because it's a way for us to be together as a community And that's why I put out this show as well. You know, like you're all out there in the world listening to the podcast individually. And unless I create these opportunities for us to gather, we we can't turn it into like a movement, (laughs) the passionate and prosperous movement, right? And that's what I want. I want as many people as possible coming together, believing that they can that they can have the most passionate and prosperous lives that they want, whatever that looks like. And we need to like take a stand for that. We need to believe it for ourselves. And then wherever you are in the world, you get to become the beacon of that for everyone that you encounter. The more of us that believe that we can create that for ourselves, the the, the ripple, you know, the bigger the ripple, okay? So now let's start talking about your identity, our identity. So the reason why I I want to talk about this is because there are a couple of things that I hear people say, and this is like, you know, one of the benefits of talking to people so much, of having so many clients and so many students in the academy, and we have, you know, coaching calls and masterminds and all kinds of opportunities for, for me to be listening to what people have to say about their successes and celebrations, yay, and their challenges or what they think their challenges are. And or like sometimes people are really hard on themselves and um, are feeling badly maybe because they didn't get as much done as they thought they were going to or things didn't happen as fast as they you know, we're going to, or maybe they said that they were going to do something that they didn't do. Right. And what ends up happening is a lot of self-deprecation and a lot of labeling and a lot of like, kind of like claiming an identity. And what I was thinking about before the episode was I was like, it's really funny because it's sort of like this interesting combo of limiting belief and excuse. And I was a little bit reluctant to come on and talk about excuses because the last thing that I want anyone to think is that I think that when you are, you know, self-reflecting or looking at, you know, yourself or maybe looking at why you might, might, may or may not have done something that you said you were going to do, followed through, you know, whatever, that I don't want you to think that all I ever think about you is that you're making excuses. I think that's kind of shitty, like, 
I don't, I, you know, I know some realities about myself. And when I say them in, you know, when I kind of analyze or look at why I may not be doing something that I feel like is important or why I may be, you know, taking longer than, than I wanted to, you know, um, I can analyze that and I can either then think of it as an excuse or, and this is where we're going today, or I can have the awareness, you know, think it, and then I can shift into, is it serving me to think that? Like, is it, you know, like maybe it is a little bit of an excuse, but what would I like to do about it? Like, how do I want to change it so that it doesn't keep coming up? And I think that there are some things that some of us say about ourselves when we've been saying it for so long or we've been repeating it for so long that it's almost like on autopilot. Um, and I think that those things actually get in the way of growth because what they do is they is they keep you from seeing that you could be something else, right? Human beings are completely malleable. So I'm going to, obviously, I'm going to stop being cryptic. I wasn't trying to be cryptic, but um, I'm going to tell you, like, the two things that made me want to make the episode, and then I'll tell you why. Number one, calling oneself an introvert. I'm an introvert. Well, I'm introverted. I'm an introvert. Oh, I'm an introvert, okay? And then number two, I'm not creative, I'm not creative. I know, but I'm just like not a creative, okay? So I've been in business long enough now to tell you that I hear from a lot of people that they're an introvert and that they're not creative. And I'll tell you the context or the reason why one may find it important to say that to me, <laughs> okay? So it's kind of like, Stacey, why are people constantly telling you that they're introverted and that they are not creative? So I'm going to tell you why. Because when people come to me for help, they come to me to be their coach, right? Come to, to me to be their mentor, come to me to be their teacher, and what is it that I coach, mentor, and teach on? Well, I really coach, mentor, and teach on how to use your passion, your gifts, your skills, your expertise. I teach you how to package that up into something that someone else would pay for. But then the really big part is I then I help you figure out how you're going to, where the person is going to come from, who's going to pay for it. So a big part of what the work is that I have to do with everybody is not only help you to create your offer, offers, the things that like you want people to absorb and sign up for, pay for, but then also there's this other big conundrum. If I just did that with you and left you flat, what the fuck? So, in, so the other thing I have to do is I have to help you to figure out how you want to attract those people or where they're going to come from. How do you, how are you going to find the people to buy? And then that's a whole other process. Cause then we have to get more specific about who that is. That's your niche, right? So there's all this stuff that we have to then figure out so that we can do the most important thing that makes a business, which is match your offer, you and your offer with someone who will pay for it. And that's a business. That's it. You having something that, that people will pay for 
and you knowing where to find the people that will pay for it. So in like business terms, we call that lead generation. Okay. (laughs) And, and the truth is, is that we all have to generate leads. Like we all have to generate leads. Like, and that doesn't mean that you have to generate a bazillion leads if you don't want a bazillion dollar business. Right. So if you're me and you do want a seven figure, a multiple seven figure business, you need more leads. I need more leads than someone who wants to have a $50,000 business or a $100,000 business, right? So the volume of leads may be um, different, but we all need leads. And there's never a time that we don't need leads, no matter what the size of our business is. So I just got off a call with one of the amazing women in the academy who just went through like, you know, moving countries, changing jobs, like a lot of shit going on. And she's in like a big transition. She's in a training for, you know, her other job. That's not her coaching business. And, you know, on the call, she said to me, she basically said to me, do you feel like if I just wanted to have one client that that's okay? And I'm like, of course it's fucking okay. I want you to have, having one client is better than no client, right? <laughs> like when you have no client, it's kind of hard to feel like you're a coach. Have one client, boom, coach, <laughs> right? So so what we're talking about here is like, but she, she needs a lead then. One lead, right? <laughs> to lead to one client. So wherever we are in our business, we're never gonna not need leads. Leads are who might we you know, connect with and then move them along our yellow brick road so that they'll buy our offer. And that's not icky, sleazy, salesy, or gross. It's how you get to make money and it's how you get to transform lives, okay? And it's how that person gets results. So so that is the reality of a business. You need to know what you're selling and then you need to know who's going to want it and then we need to match that up. And so what that means is that there's some degree of visibility, first of all, that you need to have. And your visibility doesn't have to be that you've got this like mondo presence on social media, although social media is helpful because it is a free fucking platform for you to use. But, you know, like you don't have to be like all in on social media, but you just have to be all in on something. You have to be visible. Okay. And so visibility can look like a lot of different things. One of the things that I teach is that visibility is, you know, layered, right? Um, And it starts with just the world, just starts with like being out in the world, being out in the world, meeting people, talking to people, telling everyone in the, that you can, what you do, talking about what you do all the time, right? Letting people know what you do, letting people know that you have an offer, just basically just doing that in the world. And then of course, like there's like, going deeper by like reaching out to people that you already know, right? That's like, that's the the inner circle. But then we have to, if we can't fill our pipeline and fill our business with just our current acquaintances and friends and family, then we need to keep expanding that network, right? And expanding our network of visibility. And so then we have to put ourselves out there in other ways, networking, maybe leveraging other people's audiences, doing talks or workshops in someone else's space, whether that's a virtual space or a physical space, right? And then, of course, there's like creating our own content, 
there's creating lead magnets, there's creating things that are PDFs, and then there's creating actual content that we deliver with our voices and our faces, right? Which is, I think, important. And then, of course, there can be like a bigger level of visibility, which is like being up on a stage, like a big stage live in front of a lot of people, which I know makes some people feel really anxious, right? And then, of course, there's the the other thing that we really need in our business, which is we need our content. And our content can be, you know, anything from our offer, right? Our offer is content. We have to create that. We have to come up with it. We have to be able to describe it. We have to put really great words. That's what messaging is on our offer so that the right people, our ideal clients, when they hear those words, they're going to resonate with them. They're going to go, oh, you're speaking to me. You're speaking my language, right? And then there's social media. If we're using it, we have to create content for that, a reel, a written post, a Canva graphic, okay? And then, of course, there's other content like a program, a workshop, a talk, you know? So here's the thing. The two most, the two most important things that we need, what I just described to you in our businesses, okay, if the two most important things are an offer that someone wants, that people want, that we love, right? Because you should be in love with your offer, Like when you create an offer, you should be like, oh my God, I want this myself, right? That's how you'll know if someone else will want it. And then you need to to have the other person, like, right? Like you have to find the other person. So you need an offer and you need the other person to buy it. So in order to have those two things, you actually can't be an introvert and not creative, (laughs) You, you get where I'm going? You have to be visible and you have to create stuff. So if you use I'm an introvert and I'm not creative or one of those, one or both of those as an identity piece, if you reiterate those phrases, if you use those phrases as, and I'm now I'm going to say it, as an excuse for not being visible, right, and not creating content, it's going to be really hard for you to have a business since the two things that you need to have a business are an offer, which is content that you created, so you got to be creative, and getting in front of people so that someone can find you, someone can work with you. That's visibility, right? And so if you are dead set on using these kind of like, you know, they're, they're kind of like generic phrases, if you ask me. If you're going to use generic phrases about yourself to talk about your identity, I think that that could be why you may at some point or another or at, at you know, at certain times, feel stuck. And I hear from a lot of you, you know, occasionally you'll use the word stuck. I'm stuck. Oh, I'm stuck. I'm blocked. Right? And 
I feel stuck sometimes. But when I feel stuck, I don't immediately go to, therefore, I'm not creative. Those are not the same, you know, they don't have to be equal. And there's also a lot of shit that I have a lot of resistance to doing too when it comes to visibility for a million reasons. Not because I'm like, you know, an introvert, although, and we're going to talk about in a moment that, that I am an introvert and you might be like, how's that possible? But it's how I'm going to show you that using that as like a blanket statement for your identities doesn't work or isn't good for you. Like it doesn't serve you at the highest level. There are times that I don't want to be visible. There are times that I don't want to do certain activities or take certain actions or do certain things that would be in the visibility category. But that doesn't mean that it's because I'm an introvert. It could be because of a lot of different things. And if I were to get really into making these declarative statements about myself, like I'm not an introvert or like I'm not a creative, I'm an introvert, then I I run the risk of making those things true. It becomes a vicious cycle. You've heard me say our beliefs create our, our experiences and our experiences confirm our beliefs. So what that means is if I just walk around reiterating, I'm an introvert, I'm an introvert, I'm an introvert, and I make up what that means. I'm finding it very interesting that like a lot of people who call themselves introverts don't actually know what that means, okay? But anyway, um, if I keep saying it and I keep reinforcing the belief, then I'll act like it. I'll act like an introvert because I told myself that. And that's all I'll do is I'll act like an introvert or I'll act like someone who's not creative. And so what we're going to talk about today or now is, well, what if you just acted like something else? And I think that it's kind of, you know, I don't, I was going to say old fashioned. I don't know if it's old fashioned Then I was going to say, like immature. And I was like, oh, I don't want to call everyone immature. So maybe I don't know the word, but here's, here's what I want to get, get at. It's, it's kind of, yeah, I don't know what the word is. We don't want to think in opposites. I don't know if it's outdated, what I was going to say, but for example, if one, if one believes that they're an introvert and they don't want to act like an introvert, It doesn't mean that you have to act like an extrovert. That's the opposite thing, right? Or if I have this idea that I'm not creative, to act the opposite does not mean that I'm going to go out and paint a painting or, you know, choreograph a, a number or write a play, So I think that there's this thing that we do where we come up with these statements, these beliefs, these identity beliefs. And then what we also do is we create a story about what, what the, like, as if like, it's either that or the opposite of it, that that we're either that or the opposite. And we don't leave a lot of room for any nuance or any, 
anything in between or some some other version, a combo platter. And what I'd like to do right now is open up that possibility for you that maybe using these labels and 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 I I'm an introvert and I'm not creative. We're the two that they are the ones that come up so much that that they were the ones really sticking in my brain. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll try to come up with other ones too as examples. And then I was like, why? Like, I don't have to give you five examples. You know, I was like, oh, I should do five. Five ways that you might be thinking. But I'm like, I think these two are enough because I think that they really kind of cover <laughs> the gamut. Because, because I was thinking like, this is so interesting. These are the two beliefs that interfere with the two most important things in your business, visibility and creativity. I'm an, an introvert and I'm not creative are the two number one excuses that we have or the identity obstacles that we have that would get in the way of being visible and of being creative. Two very, very critical things to be if you want to have a business. So my question to you is, would you rather walk around saying I'm an introvert and I'm not creative and living into that? Or would you like to actually figure out a solution for your visibility and your creativity rather than like getting and you are getting stuck? It is, it is something that will just keep you where you are. It's like, it's like the identity belief is going to be in direct conflict with visibility and creativity and therefore it's a wash, right? It's like a, a standstill. So let's look at I'm an introvert first. So like why do people call themselves introverts? Okay, well, introverts by nature are people that, that typically don't like being in the spotlight, you know, like don't want to, don't necessarily want the, all of the attention on them. Right. And they also tend to be people who, who find like too many, too much socialization, um, uh, like overstimulating. Um, they don't like really sharing, uh, their deeper, deeper thoughts and emotions with like, you know, with, large groups of people or with strangers, right? They, it, it, they, they prefer to have more meaningful one-on-one -on -one conversations. They prefer to build relationships that have more meaning rather than being like in a, in a high energized social environment with lots of different people, lots of different, you know, people to keep track of, lots of people to talk to, Right. So like if you're an introvert, it's true that if you're in like a group situation, you go to a party. Right. You're the you're more observant. You're more of a listener. Right. Um, and, you know, you're less into that because it's very draining. Right. And then the other thing about introverts is that they they require more recharging. Right. So extroverts actually thrive on and get and get get energy from groups and from like, you know, like 
large, you know, being like being the ringleader, you know, and being at like a party and work in the room and whatever. Right. So an extrovert is going to get is may get actually charged by that, whereas an introvert is going to feel drained and like they really need a lot of recovery. They have to kind of like build their reserves back up again. Right. Because it takes so much mental and emotional energy for them to be around that many people at once, for example, right? So so this is all, you know, like what it means to be an introvert. And that may mean, therefore, that you don't love being on, you know, the center of attention or having the spotlight on you, right? That may be true. But if you you don't use the identity piece of I'm an introvert as a as an excuse to not do any of that, any activities in your business that may put you in the spotlight, you might come up with a little bit of a challenge when it comes to generating leads. You also don't have to be anything other than an introvert to have meaningful one-on-one conversations, which is actually the greatest needle mover in your business. So the thing about being an introvert that gets in my client's way or the idea of being an introvert is this piece around visibility. So one of the things that I've learned is when you are saying what you are, right? Or what you're not, whether, you know, in one case we're saying I am an introvert and the other case we're saying I'm not a creative, right? We are implying that we're, that we're not something else when we say, or that we are something else, right? When we say I'm an introvert, the implication is therefore I'm not an extrovert. Therefore I'm not comfortable with this. I don't like this. I don't do this, right? By declaring I'm an introvert, we're usually using it to talk about what we're not and therefore why we're not comfortable in certain situations or why we're not doing something. But the interesting thing is to ask yourself, if you're an introvert, then what are you? That's first of all, like meaning like what, what do you do well? Where do you thrive? Right? Because in, because I hear a lot of people call themselves introverts in this kind of self-deprecating way. And I'm like, but what if being an introvert was awesome for business? Right? And what if, what if being an introvert meant that you were better at discovery calls, better at building real meaningful relationships, better at the real human connection that so many other people are less comfortable with. And that's why it's harder for them to grow a business. And then instead of making the logical in your mind association that being an introvert is the equivalent of, and here's like the big thing for today, not being visible we need to detangle those two things and not basically walk around. This is like an elementary school from an elementary school workbook, right? Like Stacy is an introvert. Therefore, she's not visible, right? Remember that? It's kind of like from elementary school. Stacy is an introvert. Therefore, Stacy 
doesn't like to be visible or Stacy's not visible, right? Or Stacy's not good at being visible, <laughs> whatever we want to put in there. And so for today, I'm going to introduce the idea to you of what if introversion, introversion and visibility did not have to be entangled for you? What if you stopped using the fact that you're an introvert to be an excuse for why you don't like being visible? What if you decided to look at visibility separate from introversion? Do you think that something would shift and change for you? I actually do think that it would. I hope you think so too. So when we are labeling ourselves or identifying ourselves with something that we also associate with having a limit on it, right? So when I'm calling myself an introvert and I'm doing it where I'm using it to make sure that someone knows that, what, that I have a limit because I'm an introvert, what we want to do is we want to be able to shift into what actually is, is, is not limiting, what's actually expansive or limitless, and so what we get to do is we get to say, okay, I'm, I may be an introvert and, right? So this is a yes and. I love yes ands, just so you know, because a lot of times we, we say certain things and that, are, that we feel are so definitive and then we think that anything else is or. Remember how I said like I'm an introvert or an extrovert? That's the opposites thing when we declare something and then we don't make room for the fact that we, there could also be something else true at the same time. So that's what we call a yes and. So we're not negating. We're not saying you're not allowed to identify with some aspects of being an introvert. It doesn't mean you're not allowed to say you're an introvert or allowed to know certain things about yourself, like what you, where your comfort zone is and all of that. But if you do that and you make it that therefore it's, you know, it's either or, that's the problem. But if you're, if you allow yourself to say, hey, I may be an introvert. I may have some introvert qualities, preferences, comfort things. And I also am visible or want to be visible or can be a person who is visible. Then what I'm doing is I'm actually creating a, a, a bigger space of opportunity for me to believe that even though I'm an introvert, I also can be visible. And everyone who comes to me with the introvert uses it as the reason that their, that visibility is their obstacle or why they can't do it or why they're procrastinating or not doing visible things. And so the invitation for today is, would you allow yourself, if you identify as an introvert, to start adding on to that identity statement, I'm an introvert, would you open yourself up to a yes and? And I'm also someone who can be visible. I'm also someone who likes being visible. And then what we get to do is we get to then ask ourselves, I wonder, this is the curiosity part, I wonder what someone would do, could be me or someone like me, 
if they wanted to increase their visibility. Or I wonder what visible people think about themselves when it comes to visibility. Because I don't think that people who put themselves out there in their businesses and are willing to like be seen and heard, I don't think that those people are thinking, I'm doing this because I'm an extrovert. So what would be really interesting was to, would be to ask yourself, what is someone who is visible, could be you or someone like you, what is that person thinking about being visible? What allows that person to be visible? If that person wasn't just saying, I'm not, I'm an introvert, what would they be saying instead? What's enjoyable about visibility? And are there different types of visibility? Are, is there a spectrum? Are you someone who likes being visible in front of a smaller group of people? What would you need to be thinking or believing about yourself or the world in order for you to allow yourself to be more visible? But it won't work for you if you're going to want to hang your hat on, I'm an introvert and therefore I can't put myself out there. Or therefore, I don't like being visible. Or therefore, I don't like speaking in front of people. We have to ask ourselves, what would you be able to do? What feels like a way for you to speak in front of people? What might that look like? It doesn't have to look like standing on a stage in front of 800 people. What could it look like for you? What is someone who enjoys being visible thinking or feeling in order to make themselves visible. If you were someone who enjoyed being visible, what would you be thinking or feeling? And we, we actually need to get to this level of curiosity when we are interested in shifting a belief about who we think we are. Something else that I like to use is a phrase called up until now. Up until now, I have allowed being an introvert to get in the way of my visibility. Now I am someone who strikes up a conversation with someone new every single day. Up until now, I have labeled myself an introvert. Now I know I'm a person who favors meaningful one-on-one -on -one conversations with human beings over superficial small talk. That feels really empowering to me because then I can take that to the next logical place and say, and therefore I don't like creating superficial small talk fluffy bullshit for social media. If I'm going to be visible and put myself out there, I will stay in line with who I am, which is someone who prefers deep and meaningful context, conversations, engagement, 
connection. And so I will use that preference for how I'd like to be visible. I don't need to be showy. I don't want to perform. That doesn't feel like me. Therefore, I will be visible using the things that make me, that light me up and that make me possibly an introvert feel really good about being seen and heard. I will find ways. And the other thing that I get to say to myself is if I want, I know I may be an introvert. And so I get really drained when I'm around a lot of people and have a lot of stimulation. And I know that being around a lot of people and having a lot of stimulation benefits me in many ways. Therefore, I'm willing to know myself well enough to know that I can prepare to be around a lot of people and having a lot of energy expended because I will make sure to have in place a plan to recharge and rest and regain my energy. So rather than using things as a stopping point and as an excuse for why we can or can't do things or why things don't work for us, we get to come up with how it can work for us. So if I know that I'm somebody who, if I go, and this is me, like when I go to conferences and events, like where the, where a whole community is going to be there, I I know my, you know, there's a whole community of people who work with my coach. And when we go to events or whatever, or when I attend conferences, whatever, I, whenever I travel in those kind of events, just, just an interesting thing. And of course, I this costs me more money, but it's worth it to me. I have to have my own hotel room for this very reason. Because if I'm going to be in a, a high like energy group environment for hours on end during a day, like at a retreat or an event or a conference, I need to have my own space to go to. Sometimes I go back to my room in the middle of the day when everyone else is like using the public bathroom or spending the breaks, like, you know, schmoozing with each other, you know, sitting and talking. I will often go to my hotel room, even if it's for 10 minutes, because there's walking into my, the room and there's like, there's a recharge that gets to happen. So you see, I just know this about myself and I know to build it in. I know to put it in place. And I think that you just need to know that about yourself too. And we can break down any scenario with this. The things that you find challenging, difficult, or hard that, in, that involve being visible, putting yourself out there, being seen and heard, you know, talking to a lot of people, engaging with people, building your network, all of those things that you could easily say, because you're an introvert, you can't do, or like you suck at it, or like you're, you know, whatever it is. If you really wanted to, we could yes and every one of those things and come up with a therefore what you, what you can do and what you would do and how you would do it differently, how you would do it in a way that works for you. 
Because at the end of the day, you've got to find a way that it works for you. Otherwise, yeah, how can you have a business? You can't. Okay, now let's look at creative. I'm not creative. And man, I hear this one all the time. We have a very early episode of the show, really early, which is like, a, um, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's about brainstorming. And it's, oh, why is everything so hard? <laughs> That's what the episode is called. Why is everything so hard? And in the episode, I talk about brainstorming. And I talk about how um, how many people, you know, come to me and think they're stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Or they go away from a from a call, at, you know, with me, uh, you know, or or one of my events, anything where they're supposed to go and do something, and then within like you know a half hour, it's like I'm stuck, right? Rather than understanding that, like. It takes time, create you know, for for things to percolate, or for ideas to come, or for ideas to feel clear enough to take action on them, or for the right words to come. And I've talked about this so much. Like I've spent hours and hours and hours on emails and sales pages and all kinds of things that have to be created in our businesses. So the thing is, is that human beings are creative by nature. So by saying I'm not creative, you're not only is that not helping you in any way to input that limiting belief over and over and over to the point where you believe it so much that you can't create your own signature program or framework or system. That is terrible. Then you can't have an offer. And then you don't have anything to sell. And then you can't make money. You can't have a business. So creating your signature transformational system, your pillar framework, your offer, however we want to talk about it, that is you have to create that. You can't use someone else's. You can't use someone else's offer. You need to create your own offer. So if you are walking around with the belief that you are not creative, you will not create an offer that you love and stand by. You will not create any of the materials that need to go along with it to market and promote. You will not create a social media post. You will not write an email. You will not create a talk or a workshop. You will literally, but right. And then you also won't be able to solve any problems. Human beings are born to be problem solvers. That's literally what, what we're like. That's literally like our DNA. We're here to solve problems. Creativity is problem solving. It's coming up with different ways to think about things or do things. It's it's coming up with solutions. And if you are a service-based entrepreneur, if you are a coach, if you're whatever you are, I recently got a message from someone. This is a sidebar. I recently got a message from someone on on Instagram. She wrote me a DM. Maybe she's listening now. And she was like telling me how she loves the show and she gets so much value out of it. And then she wrote, even though I'm not your target audience. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, well, I'm not a coach. And I was like, well, I, I try to make sure that everyone knows that the target audience here is for passionate people who want to make money like using their own gifts and skills and passion, right? And have service-based businesses, make money doing what they love, believe that they have everything that they need inside of them to, you know, to not be beholden to anyone else, to be independent, you know? So I, 
you know, I need to say that a lot now because I never, ever, ever want anyone to think that our show is only for coaches. I know I use reference to coaching a lot because it's easy. If you are somebody who is in the business of, of, uh, you know, helping other people, then you are coming up with solutions that will help them. And therefore you are using your creativity. That's what your creativity is for. Creativity is not only for making, you know, graphic designs, you know, in Canva or, you know, writing, you know, writing, you know, books and plays or being, you know, a performer or an artist of some sort. You are creative because you're human. And that's what human beings naturally do. We naturally figure shit out. And if you ever get into the the like a like a, um, a loop or like into a place where you're thinking that you you can't figure shit out, right? That's one of the other problems. Oh, you know what's so funny? When I was saying maybe I should come up with five things, one of the things I was gonna I, I had written down was like there's also this like repetition of like I don't know how I don't know I don't know how I don't know how I don't know how I don't know how. But then I thought. Mm, Actually, it's the same thing as the creativity, right? I'm not creative is the same as I don't know how. So when you get into the loop of I don't know how, I don't know how, that's you believing that you're not creative. And that's a false belief, you guys, because it's not even possible. Because you're human. Your species is creative. Designed to make shit up. Designed to figure shit out. Designed to solve problems. And so the, so the thing is, is you can either believe that you're not or you can believe that you are and you can get curious. Hmm, I wonder, I wonder how I would do that. I wonder, okay, now let's talk business for a sec about like, you know, creating social media graphics. I don't enjoy making graphics in Canva. If you don't know what that is, it's like the platform that everyone uses to like design graphics. Unless you're like a professional graphic designer and you're using like more high level, you know, Apple programs or whatever. But like if you're like a person who, you know, is making shit and it's not necessarily, listen, my assistant uses Canva and she is a professional. So, all right. So it's for novices, amateurs and professionals, Canva, right? It's where you can make shit to look at. I don't enjoy doing it. Now, I can say I'm not creative because I don't enjoy doing that or I'm not good at it. Like, but that doesn't mean I'm not creative. It just means I'm not good at Canva and I don't like Canva. So when people come to me and they're like, I can't have a business because I'm not creative. And what they're really talking about is that they don't really like or know what to do in Canva. (laughs) Okay. That that's not the equivalent of not being creative. So why label yourself that? It just means you don't like Canva or you don't want to like it or you don't want to do it. Doesn't mean that you're not creative. You see where I'm getting here, what I'm getting at here? So I started the whole episode talking about how important it is not to reiterate things to ourselves that don't help us. It's important not to reiterate things to ourselves that hold us back or that affirm being stuck and not taking action or that like uh, or that validate our lack of success. You're not visible. Don't blame it on being an introvert. 
figure out how to be visible in a way that works with your introvertedness. You don't, you don't feel, you know, you don't feel like ideas come to you really easily. Then like learn how to un, un, like unleash your creative energy, right? You may have to like, you may have to have a physical practice that, that opens your energetic body up and that like, you know, that you do every time you want to be creative. You might have to move the blood around. You might have to breathe. You might have to connect to something in order to like, you know, release that flow. So it's true. You may have to do something in order, right? That's why I was saying like asking yourself, what, what would someone, what does someone whose creativity flows easily, what do they do? And then do that. Find out. Find out what a creative person does to get into a creative process. I've told you many times that like when I'm feeling like, oh, it's not coming, I'm like a big bath person. I took three this week, just so you know, I've been working on all this stuff. And every time I start feeling like, oh, I'm like, I'm taking a bath now. Right, right. That's just me. Other people take a walk. My coach goes on vision quests, walks, you know, but like you have to ask yourself, what do you, what is one who is creative? What would they be doing right now? What do I, and maybe find out, ask people. That's what I do on the show. That's why I'm making the show so that you can at least know what I do, right? And so that you can also know that like, just because something doesn't come easily or the minute you have an idea, I want to write a social media post. And the fact, if it doesn't just like come pouring out of you, this like brilliant, you know, share, that doesn't mean you're not creative. It just takes longer. It just takes you longer. Some days you're in the mood. Some days you're not. But again, getting curious around it and being like, huh, I wonder what I would need to do to get a great idea right now. And then if it has to do with the execution, right? Like you don't feel like you're as good of a creator as someone else. Like meaning you might look at someone else's writing style and be like, oh, I really love that. And I don't think mine is as good. Okay, that's valid. I actually think that a lot. So what did I do? I decided that in this fifth year of my business, even though I know I write well and other people think I'm a great writer and I am a great writer. I decided I want to be an even better writer and I want to be more creative with my writing than I already am. More creative. So I don't have to say I'm not creative because I don't feel like my emails like that I write are like these brilliant masterpieces. I don't always feel that way. And so I want to change it. And so what am I doing? I just signed up to be in an eight-month mastermind based on copywriting and writing. Literally, emails and things for my business. I just invested a lot of money to do that. Because instead of walking around being like, I hate writing emails or I'm not good at it or why is it so hard for me to write and it's so easy for everyone else. They write brilliant, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm not going to keep saying that because that'll then it'll just be true. Instead, I'm going to ask myself, what would someone else do? What would a creative person do? How can I get support? What does it look like 
for me to not identify as the thing that I don't like? Why would I keep reiterating something that doesn't elevate me and serve me at the highest level or move the needle for me? Why would I want to keep leaning into that? Instead, I'm going to ask myself, but what would the, what would the person who's not, you know, uh, an introvert <laughs> be doing right now? What would the creative person be doing right now? What is someone who, 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 who feels creative, what would they do? Or what could I do every day to feel more creative? Or what can I do every day to remind myself that maybe I'm introverted, but maybe I'm other things too? So these are important things. And, and if you don't identify with either of these things, then, you know, I'm sorry <laughs> that you spent a whole hour listening. But I am telling you, I felt like it was important to talk about these two very specific things. <clears throat> because they are so intertwined and deeply connected with being able to have a successful business that I felt like it was, I had to make an episode on this. Because these two identity beliefs are in such diametric opposition to two of the most important things for you to believe about yourself in your business, which is that you can be visible and that you can create offers and content that you must work on these beliefs if they're getting in your way. If they're not getting in your way, then fuck everything I just said and and just, you know, <laughs> sorry. If they're not getting in your way and you have those ideas or beliefs about yourself, then what that means is that you're probably already doing some work around it, which is great. And I'm so happy. So that's what I wanted to uh, talk about today. And uh, I started off by reminding you that we have a training. If you're listening to this anytime, even during that week, September 11th to 14th, you can join us for the 10K in 10 week four day accelerator. Um, there are some awesome um, VIP upgrades in there that'll actually give you, you know, more uh, than that. But also we're doing an accountability in the Facebook group for the entire 10 weeks, just so you know. Um, and then, of course, Passion and Prosperous Live, please, October 27th and 28th, get your ticket, um, you know, book your hotel, uh, find an Airbnb, reach out to a close friend that lives somewhere in the area. Um, you know, we don't start until 11 a.m. each day to give you time to get wherever in from wherever you are without feeling. I just go to a lot of conferences that start at like 830 in the morning, and I'm just going to tell you. Oh, I hate it so much. I don't want to do people at 8.30 in the morning. That's just me. So, okay. Anyway, uh, we've got lots coming up. It's going to be a robust fall. If you're listening to this anytime during the fall, be checking in. Make sure you're on my email list, Stacy at Stacy. I'm sorry, StacyBrassRussell.com. Get on the email list. Get free resources from me. Um, and let me know you're listening. Shoot me emails. Respond to my emails. Uh, say hi. I want to hear from you. And I also would always want to make an episode if you gave me an idea of something you want me to talk about. Um, so that's what I have for you. And there was one more thing that I was going to say. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
if you are so inclined to take an extra minute and go over to Apple, even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, if you could go over there and take a second to not only leave five stars, but to write two sentences, exercise your creativity, write two sentences about the show, a written review goes really far in the atmosphere. Okay, sending you all the love, high vibes, I'll be in your headphones next week. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it.